Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of The Dirt, the go-to podcast that delivers actionable insights so you can maximize your business value. I'm your host, Jim Barnish, and we've got a fun topic for you today, so let's dive right in. Today we're going to cover ways you can avoid pitfalls. That's right, you got to watch your step when entering the U.S. market. The U.S. is a treasure trove of opportunities, but breaking into it is not a walk in the park. If you're looking to enter the U.S. market or just want to learn about market entry, you'll want to stick around to find out how to navigate our complex but rewarding landscape in the U.S., whether you're from here or not. Trust me, you don't want to miss this. As many of you probably know by now, there is no silver bullet when it comes to entering a new market, much less a complex market like the U.S. What you can do, however, is follow my lead and avoid some serious pitfalls. The three actions that you need to take are number one, test for product market fit. Number two, leverage a U.S.-based growth consulting firm. And number three, cultural adaptation. All right, so we're going to talk about testing for product market fit first because you can have the best product in the world, but if it doesn't resonate with the market, you're essentially throwing darts in the dark, which unless you're Ted Lasso, this really isn't an easy task. <laughs> so before diving headfirst into the U.S. market, you have to test. And by testing your product first, you can save yourself and your company time, money, and many, many, many headaches that come with launching a product in a market that does not resonate with the end consumer or end user. Time and time again, companies see the U.S. market as a huge revenue opportunity, but lose out because they did not test their product first. Do not fall victim to chasing money and forget to test the product in the U.S. first. This holds true whether you expand into the U.S. or start in the U.S. It's actually true no matter where you focus because people are people and humans have human behavior, but we'll save that for another episode. Let's take Salesforce, an example that we'll probably all recognize. They initially identified a product market fit by recognizing that US-based businesses initially needed a more affordable and scalable CRM solution. Instead of selling expensive software that required a massive IT team to implement, they offered a subscription-based model that allowed salespeople, the users, an easy way to track their opportunities. Word spread bottoms up in the organization that people were using Salesforce. And before long, companies of all sizes were buying Salesforce top down to manage customer relationships more effectively. So why does this matter and how does this connect to product market fit? Well, the U.S. is unique in its mix of business sizes and types. You've got Fortune 500 companies and a vibrant scene of startups and SMBs and everything in between. Salesforce's model is flexible enough to cater to this diverse market eventually with their products, but to focus on one go-to-market path initially by testing it, salespeople at larger organizations. And that's why they've been so successful in scaling their business. So pick one market, one set of users, test the hell out of it, define your niche, and grow. Next up, leverage a U.S.-based growth consulting firm. The second piece of this is all about leverage. The, the U.S. market is complex with its own set of regulations, consumer behaviors, and competitive dynamics. And nav navigating this on your own can be like trying to solve a Rubik's Cube while blindfolded. While some companies think that they can jump right into a new market without a hiccup, good luck, it behooves companies to leverage a U.S.-based growth consulting firm or partner. Think of these partners or firms like a veteran player on a team. 
they are able to pass down insights to the rookie teammates that you oftentimes cannot read in a book or in a market report because they have invaluable experiences and testing that they've done previously. It's hard to put a dollar sign in experience, but one thing I can assure you is that by leveraging partners that have experience in U.S. markets, you are equipping yourself with a much wider knowledge base and ability to test locally. So you too can successfully enter the U.S. market and avoid stumbling blocks your partners have experienced in the past. My company, Orchid Black, has acted as a growth partner in this exact manner numerous times. One example is two years ago, a highly successful retail conglomerate decided to onshore its Asia-Pacific or APAC software arm. With no experience in the software space, this retailer turned to the growth consulting partner, in this case us, to affirm product market fit and execute a U.S. entry strategy. The software arm was run as a lifestyle business in a much smaller APAC market with few repeatable sales or product development processes, and so securing revenue in North America meant building a totally different company, essentially, in a lot of ways. Uh, it meant building a sales organization that could sell a SaaS product into enterprise retailers. The product also needed significant work to make it enterprise grade, built on, it was built on a legacy architecture. The infrastructure couldn't support the number of stores at target U.S. retail clients. So to get traction in the U.S. market, three key things needed to happen. The product was re-engineered from the ground up, Shifting the product to an API-first microservices architecture ensured it could meet demand at an enterprise level while eliminating the threat of future technology debt. The product feedback collection and development processes also shifted from building the most recent customer requests to prioritizing and selecting features in line with the product and company vision. Also, the story and messaging had to compel the North American market. Orchid Black conducted intensive market research that aligned the product's value with market sentiment. Industry experts were also engaged, resulting in a formal product launch and the creation of a new industry category. And finally, to support all these efforts, Orchid Black filled core competencies on the team, quadrupling the size of the team. The software company celebrated its formal product launch on September 13th of this year, actually, and has since engaged with a wealth of opportunities. So whether it's consulting firm or a strategic partnership of some sort, having a U.S.-based ally can be your North Star in navigating the U.S. market. All right, last up, let's dive into our third and final move of the day, cultural adaptation. Now, what do we mean by this? Cultural adaptation is the process of tweaking your business practices and offerings to resonate with the local culture. This is not just about translating your website into English or using the dollar sign. It's about understanding the deep-rooted cultural norms and expectations that influences consumer behavior. And, and, and at that, in the niche that you're trying to target, which is come, ties back to product market fit, right? And this is especially crucial in tech-related industries where user experience can make or break your product. One of my favorite analogies is one I'm sure you've heard already. Think of the U.S. culture as the dog and your product as the tail. The tail does not wag the dog. The dog wags the tail. So what I'm getting at is that your product needs to support and adapt to the mood of the culture, much like a tail does for a dog. Let's look at a business-to-business -business or B2B example that we'll all recognize the name of, Slack, a business communication platform that many companies, maybe yours, use today. Slack didn't just offer a functional tool. They understood the importance of workplace culture in the U.S., where the line between work and life is increasingly blurred. 
They designed their platform to be not just efficient, but also enjoyable to use, incorporating elements like emojis and customizable channels that fit into the American work culture. By understanding the cultural nuances of the U.S. market, Slack was able to position itself as more than just a tool. It became a part of the American work lifestyle. We know the U.S. market is a land of immense opportunities, but it's not a one-size-fits-all game. There are pitfalls everywhere you look, so be mindful what actions you should take before jumping into the U.S. market. All right, so let's go through these three one more time. Number one, test for product market fit so you limit your initial capital exposure to a new market. Number two, leverage U.S.-based expertise so you can have access to past experiences and knowledge and not suffer the same fate as previous market entrants. And number three, adapt to the cultural landscape so you and your company can embrace the benefits of local culture rather than fall victim to it. All right, folks, that's a wrap for today's episode. If you found value in this discussion, do us a favor, do me a favor, and share it with a friend who could benefit from these insights. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you never miss another episode. Until next time, keep digging for that dirt. Cheers, JB out. I hope you all enjoyed this episode of The Dirt. I want to invite you to listen to our other episodes where every week I am interviewing business leaders who are crushing it in their field and finding out exactly what makes them successful. We will see you next time on The Dirt.